recording already. Somebody needs an earbud in their ear. That was my computer talking, if you heard it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't have my headphones plugged in. It's, Let me put my nuts away. Woo! <laughs> you got to put your lid back on your toilet. Put your nuts away. Wow, Terry, what are you doing? <laughs> this is a family to showing. Some sunflower seed, man. Got peanuts, too. Got trail mix. That's good. Yeah. So you're That's diversified right. in your variety of... Um, I think you might be turning into a squirrel, though. <laughs> well, we got plenty of squirrel stores, according to Terry, so... We're ready. Okay, Let me... Is that show that sounds funny? There is some noise in the background there, but this is the week of April 13th, episode 24. We're like a whole case of something yummy to drink. Uh, two blind brothers and a blind sister telling it the way we see it. Uh, I am your host, Keith, and with me, her giggle was our other co host, Jay. No, oh. I giggled, not you. Yeah. Oh, giggled one. Not the non-giggly one. Oh, okay. <laughs> the funny one. Hey. Yeah, oh, the funny one. There we go. We'll, we'll, we'll go for that. Uh, but I'd like to start off with uh, telling what's new. Uh, it could be oh, a classic no. family story, uh, something new, uh, what you're reading, watching, doing kind of a thing. Um, so what's been happening lately with you guys? Not a whole lot. Well, cricket. Well, let's wow. see. Well, I started a new series I was watching. A new TV series? Yeah, on, uh, uh, well, like Netflix on the SamNet that we have, Saratech webpage with descriptive stuff on it. There's a series called Eureka. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Excellent. It's kind of like this. Or is that? Well, uh, I don't know anything about it. I mean, there used to be a kid's show called Eureka on Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah. Well, this is about a town, and they have some kind of alien activity there or something. Eureka, Missouri? No flags? <laughs> wow. Aliens, I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> That's who built six flags, all the aliens. <laughs> There's some kind of special town they have where they um, come up with all kinds of weird things that it's all national security stuff and hmm. us and UFOs and things like that. All right. Well, I, I kind of have something a little bit new. It might classify as a new segment, but I was looking for uh, holidays because, you know, last time we talked about, you know, those April Fool's Day and there was Easter and it's like there's not really many holidays coming up. So I found a website that has all kinds of holidays. Uh, in fact, uh, today being April the 13th, uh, today it would be uh, National uh, Lawyer Appreciation Day. Boo. So, yeah, well, if you got a lawyer, funny. <laughs> uh, you might want to appreciate your lawyer. To the Amazon device, it says, 
today is actually National Scrabble Day. Yeah, that's one of mine on my list too is National Scrabble Day. Uh, National, National Cobbler Day. Cobbler Day. Yeah. Uh, National Make Lunch Count Day. Oh. So that's the holidays that are today as we're recording. Now, by the time this hits the RSS feed, it'll actually be uh, April uh, 14th. And so tomorrow includes an International Moment of Laughter Day. How convenient. Oh, good. People can be Hopefully and laugh. Can keep the laugh out there. Uh, <laughs> it's also National Ex-Spouse Day, coming in the fields <laughs> of Lawyer Appreciation Day. That's funny. Uh, it's also tomorrow, the 14th, is National Gardening Day. National I only, I only celebrate day. I only celebrate National Donut Day. Well, yesterday was National Licorice Day. Eat a piece or two or a whole bag. Wow. I like red licorice. That's Friday. I cut you off. Now, if, if, if just because it were a weekly show, let me zoom on through some of these other holidays here. Okay. Uh, April Sorry. 15th, uh, National High Five Day, National Laundry Day, Tax uh. Day, of course. <laughs> so if you did your taxes, give yourself a high five. Yeah. Uh, the 16th, Friday, National Eggs Benedict Day. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I guess so. National Librarians Day. Selena Day. Whatever that is. Yeah. Wear Pajamas to Work Day. It's on Friday. Huh. So if you want to show off that new uh, sheer uh, baby doll nightgown you've been sleeping in. <laughs> you never, just watch you never out that sleep in his boxers. <laughs> I guess I'm bad at it. Holy mackerel. Exactly. Hope nobody sees me in my bathing suit. I guess because I was married to a Mexican-American, Selena Day would be Selena. You know, the, like the Oh, the singer? Thing. Yeah. Ah, I'm okay. sure that's what that is. I, I guess I, now you mentioned I recognize the name, but not on my top priority list. No, me either. Moving yeah. through the week on Saturday, the 6th, Husband Appreciation Day, Jill. Uh -huh. <laughs> How are you going to make me do it? Shoot me. That's hey. not, you were so enthused about that. It's also National Bat Appreciation Day. Wait a minute. Does that mean wives? Oh, my goodness. Little Bat to beat the daylight out of me. She heard about that. <laughs> bat Appreciation uh, Haiku Poetry Day. National Cheese Ball Day. Uh, we're moving on to Sunday, the 18th. National Animal Cracker Day. <laughs> National Lineman Appreciation. So if you're a lineman for the county out there on telephones. National Velociraptor Day. Guys. Yeah. And finally coming full circle a week from uh, this coming Monday, I mean, uh, the 19th. National Garlic Day. Oh, I don't think so. And that's all we have on that day. So, so I just thought I would just run through that fast list of holidays because we're only weekly show. If one of those days means something to you, you're welcome to it. Yeah, that might be fun to let people know every week all the different holidays that they're missing out that they didn't even know about. Yeah. 
So yeah, just uh, a couple things there to appreciate as we go on through the week. Public service just for our listeners. So, uh, moving on, our, we like to have segments on the show, and if no one really has anything new, I, no. I, I do have an anonymous email, but we do have one later. If we have time, I'll, I'll, I'll get around to reading it. Okay. Um, so, I'll try to make room for that uh, after our other segments, but for now, we're going to move into our news segments. Uh, before we do... I know recently Terry's had a story about a moose that went into a pool. And I know he has some squirrel stories today. Rocky He's Bowen. the animal man. <laughs> but, so before we start okay. our new segment, I have to say that we have a special guest in the studio with us today. Do you want to introduce you? yourself? Well, yes, I do. I happen to be a wild moose, and I don't appreciate all of the moose-related insults and statements made about us going swimming. I mean, clearly it was a pond, and there wasn't anything to eat in there. He sounds just like Bullwinkle, don't he? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't watched Bullwinkle and Rock, uh, Rocky in a while. So, yeah. so our listeners who don't know, that voice you heard was better known <laughs> as Chris the Wild Moose. Uh, Chris is, <clears throat> uh, he is uh, my oldest son. And his nickname growing up as a child was Moose. And so even to this day, we make fun uh, or, or have fun uh, with his uh, wild moose personality. I figured I may as well roll with it. No, I did see a moose story, but I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead and get busy with our news. What do you got for us, Terry? I've got a squirrel story. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, in. Uh, a squirrel, I'm not quite sure what he ate. Maybe he ate a bag of rice from that package from Amazon. I don't know. But I, I ran across this story, and it struck me because when it said it, my voiceover said, sometimes our voiceover says things funny. And so it said, uh, firefighters rescue squirrel with its head stuck in snot hole. Yeah. And I like. <laughs> What? <laughs> Let me read that. <laughs> but it said not whole. And so. Uh, it was funnier the other way. Oh, that's going to be the biggest thing in the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's stuck in a snot hole. He's had his head stuck in a tree, and the neighbors had noticed squirrel in distress. They called the fire department down in Austin, Texas. They went, and the poor little critter had his head and front feet stuck through the knot hole, oh, wow. got out of a, a saw, and proceeded to make the hole bigger. <laughs> I guess Rocky uh, made a crash landing. 
<laughs> yeah. So they cut it bigger. So then this squirrel was dancing around like with a big wooden hula hoop. <laughs> oh, ish. <laughs> then they were able to lower, you know, be taken down to the ground level. They were able to get it to calm down and relax and then let it loose and it ran away and it was not harmed. Kind of like when a kid gets their head stuck in the rails of your steps or something. (laughs) Stick it in and can't get it back out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got one. Um, This happened in Pennsylvania, Conja Hawkins, Pennsylvania. A diesel truck flipped over and it was carrying a whole bunch of syrup. Oh. And that to me Earth. sounded like a real sticky situation. Did, did they crash into a, a truck carrying pancakes? I should have. I thought if they asked everybody around to bring their pancakes and waffles, they could Sop help it up. up in no time. Thanks for your help, everybody. Sop it up. Some syrup, waffles. The strangest things than that have happened in the Far East, Miss Lane. You got some syrup in my pancakes. You got some pancakes in my syrup. <laughs> My grandson said they'd bring bacon. <laughs> oh, yeah. But eggs, yeah, sure. Bacon, bacon and, and syrup. syrup. Got it all. Woo, so, who's next? My uh, story is about a cat uh, that uh, spent days stuck in a tree and was finally rescued with a big plunge, the way the headline puts it. Uh, Evansville, Indiana, which is southwestern Indiana. It's near the, the Illinois southeast border, not too awful far from Marion uh, or even Effingham, I don't think. Uh, so I know what, right where it's at. But this uh, cat uh, got stuck in a tree, uh, nicknamed Bad Cat on social media, uh, had been a tree several days, became weak and dehydrated, but I was too afraid, I guess, to jump down or climb down. Uh, so uh, some people who owned a bar uh, heard about it and put up money for a tree service to come and rescue the cat. I thought, well, I don't know why they didn't call the fire department unless Evansville doesn't have a fire department. Surely they do. But anyway, they called the tree service uh, to come rescue the cat. When the tree service guy got there, the cat was afraid of him and didn't want to come to him. So they cut the branch off. (laughs) 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 I guess it was singing that lullaby, you know, about the baby up on the tree top. (laughs) When the bow gets sawed off. You're coming out of this tree one way or another. And uh, apparently the guy who owned the tree was watching all this and was horrified to see the cat and the branches tumbling to the ground. But he says, it's true. Cats land on their feet. <laughs> and, but anyway, they've, they've rescued the cat and it's being nursed back to hell. So happy ending. Until yeah. it comes up another tree. But we'd better be on the lookout. Anything might happen. Maybe right. that squirrel. Yeah. Maybe. That's what I was thinking. Chasing that squirrel got his head stuck in the knot hole. 
Maybe the squirrel <laughs> borrowed the cat's iPad or something. I want it back. Uh, maybe this it was out by uh, a bar. Maybe that that cat just wanted them to bring him some beer. He says, "I want some beer, and I'm not leaving the street till you give me some." Yeah, with all those bar bets going on, how long will the cat be there? I bet it'll be. The mm, tree falls down. <laughs> I got another squirrel story. <laughs> Go for it. I don't know why I did it, but anyway, there's a, squirrel, a house in Pennsylvania, and on the side of your house, you have like you know, your electrical wire comes in and it goes down, usually in a big metal pole, you know. And so there's there's a house that had another big pole like that, like I, I don't know what purpose it was for, but there was another big metal pole strapped on the side of this person's house and a squirrel had got down inside of the pool. Uh, I don't know, it's about 10 feet you know, long, go, you know, up and down the side of the house, like a gutter pipe or something. But, uh, and so the police came, the fire department, they got a, a big ladder and they stuck a wooden pole down inside of it to uh, give the squirrel something to, you know, claw its way up. And they were videotaping it. And when they put the pole in there, something shot out of the pole. They didn't quite know what it was at first. It moved so fast, they didn't have no, no idea what it was. It was a giant blowgun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so they, they had to rewind the video footage and put it in slow motion. And they saw it was a, it was a black squirrel and I guess those things are super fast. I don't know. Huh. Shot out of there like a bullet. Pew! <laughs> mm -hmm. And they, if, they, if they wouldn't have videotaped it, they would have had no idea what it was. I thought it was pretty interesting. Huh. Either yeah. they goosed that squirrel and made him jump out, or it was some kind of a... <laughs> it was stuck uh, in the rod. Rocky <laughs> was just uh, trying a new takeoff... Uh, Technique. Yeah, he got shot out of a blowgun. Look, look at me fly. That's so, crazy. Nuts is what it is. Nuts, just nuts. Oh, well, my next things. story is about a woman getting stuck in the mud. She was taking <laughs> her dog for a walk in Boston along the beach looking for ocean glass for her jewelry oh, yeah. business. I, I, I think I might have read that article. And she, I guess, thought she was stepping on rock, but it was must have been a quagmire pit or something. All of a sudden, she sunk up above her knees. Man. And luckily, uh, people that lived along the coast seen her and called for the fire department. I don't know exactly how they got her out. It didn't say. It's yeah, probably quicksand. Yeah, quicksand. It was low tide, and she was looking for some of this, uh, you know, sea glass that washes in it. And yeah. like I said, somehow or other, she just ended up like up to her knees in mud and couldn't move. Her dog apparently was stuck by her side. He didn't sink in anything. Uh, he wasn't that. as heavy as she was, I guess. He must have been a small dog. Maybe. Uh, but I think the, the, the article mentioned the traffic helicopter was flying over. And uh, I don't know if they happened to see her or they flew there because they heard about her, but 
Yeah, she got a little bit of news attention, apparently. Yeah, and she says she's never going to walk along that beach again. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I doubt that, but just don't go out in the mud at low tide. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody says it, but nobody means it. <laughs> no. Yeah. For a second there, I thought I was going to be bad Jill. No, I've never got stuck in the mud. <laughs> I've lost a shoe in the mud, but my eye came out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, my next item uh, is not about animals. Uh, actually, you know, with all you know the COVID stuff and everyone says, wear a mask, wear a mask, because you didn't want to kill a grandma, wear a mask and be safe. Well, apparently masks are not entirely safe. In fact, discarded masks have been littering beaches worldwide and are a threat to sea life. <laughs> huh. So when you wear Maybe your mask, wear their masks. Don't, don't throw it away in the ocean. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean, doctor. Because apparently that's a problem. People throwing their masks away and whether they put it in the ocean directly or maybe the garbage company dumps them there. I don't know. They could but, they could be reused as a little hammock for squirrels. Must yeah. be. Yeah. <laughs> they say that uh, because they're made out of plastic, the disposable ones, the fibers, the microfibers become loose and it contributes to all the massive amounts of plastic pollution in the ocean. And they say that the poor little old uh, seagoing birds can get their foot caught in the strap and they can't get loose. And I thought, are you kidding me? The straps on the mask that I've worn, they'll break off <laughs> before you even have a chance to use them. Are those seabirds that wimpy? No, I mean, some, some I can't of them are. <laughs> that was an albatross, so they, they wouldn't even have gotten stuck in the first place. Wow. Or a pelican, for that matter. They just swallowed the thing. Or a vulture. <laughs> anyway, I just thought that was anticlimactic thing about you know all this wear a mask and be safe. If you do wear a mask, at least the moral of the story is dispose of it properly. Ah, yes, we can, but ah, uh, no, we won't. You know, don't throw it in the ocean. <laughs> it's already. Hey, if it's paper, yeah. can't they just burn them? If it's a disposable one. Well, they're, they're paper, but they're also plastic. Oh. The microfibers are kind of a plastic. I can tell you who would be all mad about those masks. My next story, Iona Williams in Texas has, is cutting her fingernails after 30 years. She holds the Guinness Book of World Records for the longest fingernails. So incredible. Her fingernails are 288 inches long. Wow, total, I guess. I'm sure she'd get them tangled up in all those masks. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I, I can't get the strap over my ear. I think she had it on one hand. You know, she had one hand free so she could scratch it or something. I don't know, but, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, well, she's uh, that long and they get all curly. You don't <laughs> have much use yeah. of your hand. You're pretty much mm -hmm. Imagine all the fingernail polish she used. Wow. <laughs> wow. 24 feet of by the, by the cord instead of by the little one ounce bottle. <laughs> 200. I roll on a regular late. Uh, what is it? Uh, paint like you paint your walls with. <laughs> yeah. Just dip it in the paint. Air sprayer. 
But 288 inches is actually comes to 24 feet, if you wanted to measure it. 24 feet of fingernails. Wow. So that's a lot of fingernails. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, so I guess she never had a problem with biting them, huh? <laughs> not, not really. I wonder how long it takes to grow them that long. That's 30 years. Huh? She's grown for, for 30 years. Oh, wow. So if they grew, it took 30 years to grow that long. I mean, they probably grow within several inches a year. I'm not sure. You have any ideas, Henry? It's hard to say. Well, I don't I have got, any more stories. You guys go ahead. I'll listen. You don't have any more stories, John? This one uh, is about a, a police who arrested a goat after he was reported to commit a break-in. A goat. <laughs> so you have a, a burglar goat. Maybe that was the criminal's uh, nickname. Yeah, goat. The, the, the burglar goat is Tom Brady, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the residents there had called the police, said there was a break-in. The animal protective services and the uh, police found the goat hanging around uh, outside the house, I guess, trying to look in the windows or something. I don't know. Peeping it, Tom, peeping goat. If he was, he had some awful long legs because, you know, windows are still up kind of high. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was on the porch or something. <laughs> um, but it was taken to the city's animal shelter until it could be reunited with its owner and be put on house arrest. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Put an ankle bracelet on that goat so they know right where he's at. <laughs> yeah, trying to break into people's houses, peeping Tom, all kinds of charges there. Gosh, such That's a criminal. Kind of a quick, easy story. Yeah. What was your other one, Terry? I got one <clears throat> about uh, the first appearance of Superman comic book in 1938 at oh. auction. For $3.25 million. Wow. Yeah, which sounds yeah. like a lot, but the guy bought it for how much? <laughs> um, um, he bought it for $3 million, so he only made about point uh, about $250,000 on the sale, roughly. When it was first released, it was only $0.10. Cents. Yeah, I was going to say, I bet way back then they didn't pay much for it. <laughs> I was going to say, it was probably a nickel or a dime originally, back yeah. in 1938. <laughs> it was originally $0.10. Cents. Whenever we were kids, we would buy a three-pack of comic books for a quarter. <laughs> wow. $1 million less than what he bought that there. So he bought it originally for $2 million. Ah. The guy with the comic book and... That reminds me of that joke I put on Facebook about why does Superman fall out of the sky? Why? Norris farted. What? Who farted? Chuck, Chuck Norris. Norris. Oh, Chuck Norris. Okay. <laughs> Chuck Norris joke. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, 
I thought I didn't have another story, but I actually uh, do have at least one more here. I think it might be the last one. Go ahead. Make my The title of the headline is Same Dad, Two Babies. And I thought, Mario Povich. <laughs> uh, but no, this has to do with giraffes in the zoo. Oh. <laughs> apparently, uh, giraffes in the wild are having problems reproducing, but apparently in the zoo, they do do pretty good. Uh, this is like a four-year-old male giraffe got a 14-year-old giraffe pregnant and a six-year-old giraffe pregnant. Wait. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. He, he was, yeah, the male giraffe was four and the young, other giraffe was younger than him, which was like two or three. And I thought, oh, that seems kind of odd that you know, giraffes as young as two or three or, or four can reproduce. And I looked online and apparently giraffes have a lifespan of about 25 years. So that would make more sense that they would reproduce so young. Well, yeah. it's like a dog or something, a cat, and they, don't, they can reproduce in a year or two. Yeah, I, I think it takes like a, over a year, like a year and a half of gestation for a, a giraffe to, from, you know, conception. That's what takes it so long. It's got to make that neck real long. <laughs> you got to take your time on it. Uh, yeah. But they say, I think a number in the article said that they have, like there's 88 giraffes a year born in captivity. So I, I guess, hey, zoos are doing giraffes pretty good. Yeah. Giraffes are chilling. <laughs> they think they're in the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> it, it, it's like, yeah, the Playboy Mansion of giraffes is, hey, let's go to the zoo. I hear it's pretty, pretty good there. <laughs> Get some babies made. Yeah. Forget the wild. <laughs> it's more <laughs> wild than that zoo. The one thing I did learn from the article is that uh, previously, we had a question, you know, if you could be an animal, what would it be? And I said giraffes because they don't have any natural predators. Well, apparently they do. Uh, lions uh, and sometimes hyenas. Um, so they, 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 they do have some natural predators. <laughs> They'd be like little ankle biters. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Where was that story at first? That's all mine. Where was that? Where was that? kick like mad and kill lions just as just as well as lions can kill giraffes they they do have a strong mm -hmm. kick and they can kill an attacking predator with the kick wow he was sorry i was gonna say where where was this your story at again when did that, that take was, place it was a zoo in florida i think it was a oh, oh florida okay florida. i was gonna say because there's the police in Freiburg, Germany, are warning the citizens to be on the lookout for 25 escaped monkeys from the zoo. <laughs> they, they escaped during construction. I don't know why. <laughs> they just jumped out the door, I guess. I don't know. And they must not be as fun as the giraffes have it. <laughs> they're on yeah. for a TV show or to be in a band. Walking down the street, hit <laughs> the funniest looks from yeah. everyone they meet. The fans of Alice Cooper. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, they're running loose in Germany. They're probably going to the beer tent. 
Crazy monkeys. Either that or the leader of the monkeys is named Caesar. I bet. <laughs> I bet it'd take the reference of, to the Planet of the Apes. Oh, okay, we got it. <laughs> it only takes it only takes one of them to change the light bulb, while the other twenty-four peel the bananas. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> That's all I got for my news. All right. Well, uh, we're doing pretty good on time, it looks like. I, I thought we'd be kind of long today with all these extra news items. So let's uh, transition to our Terry's top 10. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to stick for my... Um, Top 10 everyday items removed from the human body. Surgically removed, right? Some of them. <laughs> I think most of them are surgically removed. I think it's removed. Define surgery, huh? <laughs> well, yeah. I think, yeah, I think pretty much they all are. Okay, so top 10 things uh, that were removed from the human body. Um, a tooth, number 10, a toothpick. Hmm. A woman had a tooth, had a uh, tummy ache. She went to the doctor. They extracted a mass in her uh, colon, her, her intestines. And a it, mass of toothpicks? It turned out to be a toothpick that had got stuck in there. And so when you go it's to the kind of clung to it, I guess, huh? <laughs> when you go to a dinner party and you eat the little piece of cheese and the little piece of meat, you're not supposed to eat the toothpick. What? <laughs> no. Boys, I'm stupid, but I ain't that stupid. Just the cheese. So what about the flavored ones that taste like peppermint or something? Oh, those, that's probably what she did. <laughs> she might have swallowed one of those, thought it was candy. <laughs> Oh, man. Number nine is a sauce packet. A woman, 42-year-old woman, again, had a tummy ache. She went to the doctor. They saw a, a mass in her tummy. She had a Heinz mustard packet was lodged in her colon as well. You know, you're not guess eat the sandwich, don't eat the mustard packet. You know? I, I thought maybe it was that guy that used to live with that you told about in the podcast before. He used to eat all your condiments. Eat all the condiments, yeah. Eat those condiments, you know, and cram us up. No, I mean. For the sun, don't shine. <laughs> yeah. And they got the little pointy things you know, had on the package that I you know, stuck in there really easily. You know? How she swallowed a whole mustard packet. I don't know. I mean, it was probably yeah. like our grandkids do. Bite, bite, swallow, bite, bite, swallow. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sometimes when you buy a sandwich in the deli, they put them packages in there and you might not notice it and just bite in your sandwich and yeah. chew and swallow. Because we bought them and they've had mustard and mayonnaise, although um, they are kind of noticeable, but who yeah. knows? What's the point? We may never know the answer to that one, Jeff. I have to admit, I the other night I just about ate a packet of that I'd emptied out the ranch from, but it was mostly because it stuck to my sandwich. And then I said, wait a minute. Get off of there. You're not food. <laughs> the only weird thing that I would have to say is sometimes <laughs> when you buy cheese, it has a little 
piece of paper between each slice, oh, not okay. the individually wrapped. Yeah. And if you don't remember that that's there, because I've made a sandwich not noticing it's like wax paper and it's <laughs> sticks over my a lot of fiber in it. Yeah, there's something papery on my sandwich. I'm going to take it all apart and pull that piece of paper out. Mm -hmm. Number eight, a ballpoint pen. In China, a man uh, went to the doctor and they had found two ballpoint pens in his digestive tract. He had told them that he remembered swallowing them on a dare in college 36 years earlier. Oh, wow. <laughs> And they had thought that maybe they would have, you know, digested, not, di you know, disintegrated over time. Did the pen still write? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was wondering about that myself. Like, uh, a, a big banana. You remember those? <laughs> don't write with a peach. If you write with a peach, you'll get a very wet letter. Don't write with a prune. Words will come out wrinkled and dopey. Let's face it. The only fruit you can write with is a banana. The Bic Banana, a fine line marker, not to be confused with a ballpoint. Writing a letter to your son, right? Right. Usually you write, dear son, how are you? I'm fine. Write that same letter with a Bic Banana, and you get, dear Sonny, I miss your face. Mom. <laughs> it's still right after being inside with a test for 36 years. <laughs> <laughs> Like another story with the Rolex or the watch going through the sewer, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. Took a lick and keep on ticking. Yeah. <laughs> Number seven, glass. Yeah. China. A man was having a, he was in a drinking, <laughs> and somehow when he woke up, he had a three-inch diameter, that's three-inch diameter, not a shot glass, three-inch diameter uh, that was stuck in his uh, I mean, his, his rectum. <laughs> uh, how would that even fit? Wow. It's like a drinking glass, like a 12-ounce drinking glass. And a lot so, of practice. A lot I of practice. imagine that... He must have had it sitting with the open part down and sat on it, or somebody shoved it in that way. Because when he tried to take it out, it, it broke into pieces. And he sounds like it had to be a dare. Somebody dared him. Let's see if this will fit in there. Come on, man. Uh, if he was drunk enough, somebody, he probably doesn't remember, is like, hey, you should do this. This would be a great idea. No, I'm just sit down on this. Yeah. Watch it disappear faster this way. Avon calling. Take time out for beauty when Avon comes calling. Use Avon Cosmetics and you'll be enthralling for a pleasure-filled break in your daily routine. It's time to take time out for beauty. Avon calling. Hi, I am Terry Hogan Helsley, your friendly Avon lady. We have more than just makeup and cologne. We have cleaners, we have clothing, we have body wash and bubble bath. Everything will be delivered to your house. So go ahead and go to my website at www.youravon.com front slash 
T. Hogan Housley. That is front slash T-H-O-G-A-N-H-E-L-T-S-L-E-Y. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. And now back to Terry. Now what's the news? Yeah, what happened with the man with the glass in his... He had to go to the hospital, and they took it out surgically. And I believe it's number... Let me see here. Five, I think, but I'm not sure. I'm trying to get... Yeah, number six, a laxative bottle. <laughs> a 60-year-old Chinese... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and a, a 60-year-old China man with a bowel issue, he figured he could use the whole bottle of laxatives to unclog him, but he didn't realize you should take him out of the bottle. Yeah. Laxatives are suppositories, because suppositories you do stick up your... No, I mean... A laxative you would take by your mouth, I would think, <laughs> a pill... And so, yeah, you'd think he'd be smart enough to pop them off, pop them. Yeah. They might have been suppositories, or maybe he heard they were suppositories, or maybe he thought the whole bottle was a suppository. But hey, if one will work, the whole bottle will work. Let's stick it all up there. <laughs> no, I mean, I'll just stick it up in there. And then, then it just felt weird, and then it got stuck, and then he's like, uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I can see grabbing the whole bottle of pills and swallowing them or trying to cram the pills up Blimey. if they were suppositories but you got to take them out of the bottle you got to take stuff out of the package first <laughs> yeah like, yeah it's a good thing they didn't come in a box yeah <laughs> this is There's why they put warning labels on products you idiot <laughs> and so and so they they took the x-rays Without the patient's name on it, of course. And the doctors were more than happy to share that photo of a laxative bottle of weird things stuck up inside of people. They shared it on, on the internet, got lots of laughs. I bet. And, <laughs> um, number five, moving on, a 50-year-old woman. Oh, did I forget? It was mushrooms. It's number five. A 50-year-old woman. Um, apparently did not prepare the mushrooms correctly. She didn't cook them all the way, and she pretty much swallowed them whole. And they took root inside of her stomach or abdomen and her inside of her. And when she went to the doctor complaining of her stomach ache, they were able to see and extract we took her to surgery. They extracted mushrooms that were seven inches long. Surely you've seen things like this before. Growing wow. out of her body. Wow. <laughs> so, so did she? Did she take them home and then and try again? <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I'd be like, I'll never eat another. I don't eat mushrooms. I just stop doing it. <laughs> That's awful. They do grow in mold and mushrooms growing under leaves and decaying stuff so I can imagine they could grow in her colon with all that poo poo in there but that's weird yeah, unusual 
dark places. Yeah. <laughs> dark places with a lot of decomposed things that grow on. Yeah. yeah. Hot and humid too. So yeah. you could you could harvest your own mushrooms if you want to take that chance. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> like whenever parents used to tell you not to swallow watermelon seeds because you get a watermelon in your belly. Oh, that'd be weird, wouldn't it? <laughs> Another object was number four, a cockroach. Ooh. <laughs> wow. I, I've heard of like, you know, chocolate covered crickets or something like that, but wow. <laughs> in 2017, an Indonesian woman, 42 years old, felt woke up and felt a tingling in her left nostril. And she um went to try to rub it, blow her nose. She tried blowing her nose and nothing would come out. She felt like it was going deeper and deeper inside of her nasal passages. She went to the doctor. They checked her out. Um, it was by the time they were able to you know, do anything about it, it was uh, it had made its way almost directly between her eyes in a dangerous area close to her brain. And they used, you know, surgeries, they used forceps and vacuum and uh, able to extract a cockroach. And surprisingly enough, it was still alive. <laughs> wow. And like, hmm. That's weird. We used to go camping all the time. We were worried about ticks, you know, so crawling in your nose and stuff. But, right, your ears. Weird, weird, weird. That's all I can yeah. say. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, number number two. Yeah. They took number two out of somebody's body. <laughs> well, number two is going to be coming out. In number two holes. Yeah. Number two is plastic Easter eggs. That must have been. There must have been another one of those dares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it well, this one. Chicken there. Let's see if it goes back in there. <laughs> this one is a twenty-year-old known drugs dealer. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, well, that explains a lot. Drugs. Yeah. <laughs> decided he could make a little extra money in prison. You know. That the drugs were three times as much, so he came up with this great idea to put marijuana and rolling papers and matches and plastic Easter eggs, stuck them up as and decided that if he threw a rock at a police car, because he's on probation already, that he'd end up going to jail. Well, that happened, but he didn't figure on how soon those eggs would want to hatch and come out. <laughs> <laughs> While he was waiting overnight, in the holding cell, the police noticed him acting weird. And so when they saw him with the extracted eggs in his possession, they came and took him and they sent him on to prison without his boys. That is Easter treats, huh? Yeah. Wow. Maybe he was part chicken and he tried to say he laid these eggs. Look, they're colorful eggs. I'm going to have to sit on them until they hatch. <laughs> <laughs> that was number three. That was number three. 
Oh, I, I thought you said that was number two. I, well, yeah, I, I messed up. That was number three. Number three was number two. Ah. <laughs> number two is still another number two. And number two, a man was being pulled over and with the police, and he had drugs and money in his car. The the man the man was getting pulled over by the police. He decided that he would. Just, I don't know why he chose the money over the drugs, but he took money and shoved it up his butt. No, I mean, yeah. And he got caught with the drugs, and he went to jail. I wonder and, if that was the guy who left all the money clogging the toilets in the store we had a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, Remember that one? Uh, they found a janitor found like money cramped in all the toilets, clogging them all up. <laughs> right. And so, they, you know, of course, doing a body cavity search, they just started pulling out green, I guess, green toilet paper. <laughs> It was like a baby wipe dispenser. <laughs> hey, this is a Benjamin. <laughs> he had he had a thousand dollars shoved up inside of an army. Oh man! Wow. I, I that's he's he just dumb dumb. Such an overachiever. That should go into the dumb criminal section too. But yeah. <laughs> and then let's see. Um, number one was a toy a, a toy i can't believe that but what no. kind of toy yeah. <laughs> not a sexual <laughs> toy but a man had a toy uh, a, in the uk and uh, england a, a male man um had was diagnosed with lung cancer he had been in getting in bad shape coughing well, up. that toy was crammed up pretty far then yeah, <laughs> <laughs> some yellow slimy stuff. They um, noticed a mass in his lung. They did surgery. They took it, took it out, and it was a toy oh, wow. that he had received when he was seven years old. So, like he wow. aspirated. He, I mean, he like, I mean, had it in his mouth and sucked it in his lung. Wow. And, he said he, he got it when he was seven, but he didn't remember inhaling it. <laughs> I did not inhale. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he in, uh, inhaled this toy, and I was trying to I was trying to figure out what kind of toy because it was in England. They you know they have different words for their right stuff, and it's like I. Uh, it had to have been something really light if you could inhale it yeah, and not even small. notice. It said like, it was some kind of action figure or something. <laughs> Wasn't no Hot Wheel. <laughs> uh, hmm. It it was might have been something like that, you know, because uh, you know, it was some kind of cone. It said cone, but I don't know what a cone would be if it was part of. But whatever it was, it was still in working order. Yeah. Hmm. So remember, kids, all those things you swallow now might still be in your body later. <laughs> well, if it was in his lungs, wouldn't they have been stuck it up their nose and got it in? I don't know how you'd get it in your lungs. That's weird. Well, if you swallow it. Have it in your mouth, you go like that. He may have just gasped while he had it. Maybe he was choking and he went, and it just uh, in, you know. Yeah, we, wow. watched this show. we watched this show on TV called Sex Sent Me to the ER. And there was a woman who went in there 
and she had somehow inhaled a condom into her lips. And it's wow. like, you think, how could you do that? It's like, she did it. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> Some of the weird things people do. Maybe it was formal drugs like that one guy was with the Easter egg or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, if he would have swallowed them, it would have, you know, took would've passed through naturally, huh? Right. Well, it took at least a day or two to pass through. <laughs> right. I know that one. <laughs> well, anyway, we have. I don't think I told that story on here before. But very terrifying top 10. Yes, definitely terrifying this week. <laughs> uh, I, I, I say it that way because I, I was going to mention this early on in the show, talking about April holidays, but April is National Poetry Day or National Poetry Month. So I had told Terry before uh, yesterday when he called, we should do the whole show in poetry. We should rhyme everything. That would be so hard to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're we're not rappers. We can't just make fly. Unfortunately, I don't know how they do it so quick on the fly like they do. That that would be cool, but we we got that. that You got to be quick. Be real sick. They also rhyme the same word with the same word. Yeah, they'll repeat the words. They'll repeat something that doesn't quite rhyme Uh, close. Hey, I got a bunch of words. Can I do them this week? My name is Tushy. Well, before we move on to our anchor topic, if you do have some words, uh, now is the time. I got six, so I'll keep them short and sweet, although some of them are kind of weird words. Wonderful. (laughs) It's wonderful. Are we supposed to make sentences with these like before? You can do whatever you want with them like before. Yeah, the first word is adoraja. It's I spell it. A G E R A S I A. Adoraja. Adoraja. That's, that's like a farmer in China. <laughs> <laughs> Adoraja, adoraja. It's like Viagra. <laughs> hey, we got Chris here. Does he want to try to figure out what the word means or put it in a sentence? Or Adoraja. That's uh, when you act Adoraja. You, you have to act your age. Hey, he almost got it. Wow. Act your age. Looking younger than you are. Oh, it does have something to do with your age. <laughs> Acting younger, <laughs> looking younger than you are. Oh, yeah, it's like this next one is dactylian. It's a D A C T Y L I L N. Wow, is that dactylate? Dac- dactylian. It, it's a really rich reptile. <laughs> it's a <laughs> has lots of money. <laughs> Jactillion. It's a, it's a large amount of a big number. It's after a trillion, huh? Somewhere <laughs> up the road, huh? Yeah. It's got a bunch of zeros after. Like, uh, <laughs> like uh, related, it's a really rich dinosaur. I thought it sounded like one of the three musketeer names, but what it really means is it's the tip of your middle finger. <gasps> Uh-oh. <laughs> the bird finger, huh? The friend- yeah. Well, what's the other one's called? Well, let me show you my I don't know, but that's your dactylian. 
How about a double Zactillion? Show you my Jactillion. Don't make me show you my Jactillion. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. But uh, one of the weird words I thought was funny, I had to add it in here, is Maverick. It showed up as one of my weird words, and it does not mean my grandson. <laughs> uh, well, a maverick is a, is a wild horse, right? Well, kind of. I thought it was that character from Top Gun. Or the, the gambler. Is Terry going to guess, or do you want me to tell you the answer? Well, no, it's not bark, bark, bark. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear the word. Maverick. No, go ahead without me. It means a loner. A loner? Yeah, yeah I guess like in the movie, the Maverick was a gambler, but he was kind of always off by himself. Yeah, and a Maverick horse, is, it's a wild horse. It's kind of away from that. Uh -huh. Yeah. It's like Chuck Norris. He's right, a he, he's a Maverick, a loner. My next word is... Patzer. P-A-T-Z-E-R. Patzer. That's a German tank. Patzer on the head. <laughs> wow. Patzer. The Patsy, who is someone who gets taken advantage of, is the guy who takes takes the advantage of. Oh, that's a good guess. What about you, Chris? You got any ideas? The German Patsy. tank, obviously. Oh, well, no. <laughs> No, Thank the you. answer is an amateur chess player. Ah. A well, patser. That would be any of us. <laughs> We're not yeah, smart I'm not enough. Good at chess either. I can play chess. I just didn't know it was called that. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I just say amateur. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot easier. Are you a master? Uh, no, nope, I'm a patser. <laughs> I'm a pastor. <laughs> That's kind of what it sounded like, isn't it, Pat, pastor? Okay, our next word, Ucephalus. Ooh, what you said. O-O-C-E-T-A-O-P-H-A-L-U-S. Ocephalus. Ocephalus, it's a German. Sounds wow. like. Snuffle up against his brother. That, that's what you say when he visits the doctor and he says you have VD. Oh, syphilis. Oh, syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's something you learn about in health class in high school. Oh, you know, I just realized <laughs> um, what it means. One of Terry's top ten might have been about it. It means an egghead. Oh. <laughs> the guy that egghead. had the eggs. <laughs> egghead. What an egghead. <laughs> What an egghead. Why would you stick eggs in your... No, I'm... Because it's different, and everybody likes it. <laughs> I don't... They come out of chickens. Why they put them in there for? <laughs> Our next word is fubsy. What? F-U-B-S-Y. Fubsy. Fubsy. Yeah, fubsy. When it's not soapy, it's fubsy. <laughs> It's a new soda. Flimsy. It's like you're saying the word flimsy, only you have a cold. <laughs> flimsy. Something that's, you know, loose and limp, I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> I fubbled the football. 
Sorry, people. Fumble <laughs> bit. Well, this is the opposite of Keith and Christopher. This word means short and stout. <laughs> That's why you guys didn't know it. I don't know what would mean tall and skinny, but short and stout is fussy. We were once that tall and skinny. Yeah, well, that's all my words for this week, so that kept them short and sweet. Anchor segment time. This week, the area of blind rehab uh, is under the category of orientation and mobility. Yeah. Um, Do we want to talk about that? Or did, I mean, well, if you guys don't have any ideas, we could always go for a wild card area. Mobility? Uh, Mobility. Uh, we're Does Chris not. have any questions about orientation to mobility? Things how you kind, of, kind of new to you, Chris. You got any things you want to mention? North is always up. Oh, well. Will you need anything else? Yes, a good swift kick in the... No. No, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always orientated the right way. It's just I'm always facing the way I'm faced. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that would be a good thing is how do you know what direction you're going? Let's say in your house, you ought to know. It's pretty, you can get around your house blindfolded pretty easily. But let's say you're outside. How would you know what direction you're facing? Because you, you kind of have to know that before you start walking. Well, the one way you can figure that out is if it happens to be a sunny day and you know, you know, the sun comes up in the east and sets in the west. Right, and if it's morning or afternoon, it depends where the sun might be. Sure, right. That's one way to get yourself orientated. Or some usually the wind comes from the west. Now, of course, if you're in a big city by a lake or something, it could come from a different direction. That could be confusing. Yeah, it could come whooping around the block around the skyscraper or something. And sometimes it may be cloudy, and you're not really sure where the sun's at, or at least right. and like you said, the wind, often there are prevailing winds that tend to come from, you know, the, the west or the northwest, especially in these parts. Uh, you can yeah. listen for your environmental sound. Which way are the cars? Do you hear cars coming anywhere? Do you hear kids playing uh, anywhere? If you're actually kind of walking and you find yourself lost, and oh my gosh, there's a dog over there barking. Oh, I know where I'm at. Because you walked past that barky dog before, yeah. So, so it's a barky dog. Audible cues. Yeah, I had one time uh, the birds. There was a line of trees along my house in Mountain where I used to live, and I knew if I heard that line of trees, you know, there'd be birds there. And then there was a big open field, and I was with my mobility instructor once, and I told him, I said, "Well, I hear the birds right there. I think I passed my house." Well, he says, "There's birds everywhere. How do you know?" I said, "Well, there's a line of trees right past my house." And so I'm thinking that's where those birds are coming from because then the next thing's going to be a big open lot before there's any other uh, houses or trees because I was needing to learn my way around so I could get a guide dog. And because that was one thing that I liked having the guide dog is he would take me to my house. Right. He got excited when he knew he was almost home. My cane would let me walk all the way to the end and, of the and street. And they would just <laughs> let you know that just walk right up that driveway, sure. Now, the, yeah. uh, Stepping back just a half step there, uh, what you mentioned is a is an item called echolocation, where you use sounds. Uh, you know, if you're say in a small room, you're going to have certain acoustics let you know 
Well, this room is probably, you know, 15 by 15 or something. And you right, it'll echo. Door, and suddenly this echo chamber changes. And you can tell you're in a wide open space. Wow. Uh, these are all things that are part of echolocation. Oh, and also, uh, if you chirp and it and it bounces back to you <laughs> while you're flying, <laughs> everyone walk around sound like a chicken or something all day. Or <laughs> <laughs> you go, and then, and then Flipper comes up to you and says, "Yeah, what you want?" <laughs> I'm not chirping the, exactly. I mean, even tapping of your cane, like Keith was saying. And I'm, you know, walking outside on the sidewalk. You tap, and it would echo uh, off the building that was right there beside you. But if you're closer to the road, you wouldn't hear that. So you know right. what part of the sidewalk you're on. Right. Or if you walk past, a, say, a parking lot, uh, you'll see yeah, like, an open area. You know, like some people in the city, it doesn't work out in the country, but in the city, you know, some people like Ray Charles, he used to do it. Uh, some of the people wear like, you know, like the tap shoes, you know, you know, the, the women, you can hear them coming, clip, clop, clip, clop, clip, clop, you know, but yeah. street shoes, as they used to call them, your street shoes, you know, you can, they would make a sound too, you know, but you could always put a metal tank or something on the bottom and click, 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 you know, and use that as well. Well, yep. and also here, you know, there's always people out walking on the sidewalk, pedestrian, and it, it, whether they have loud shoes on or not, it's actually fairly easy to follow along with the crowd. Right. Yeah. They're rustling, maybe they're talking to each other. Uh, the shoes, whenever, hey, if you're following the crowd and they stop, you're probably at the corner. When they go, the light's probably green, or green. go ahead and go. <laughs> Right. And it's nice if you had talked to, you know, whoever you might be walking along with. I mean, just say, hey, you know, let them, well, with your white cane, they should know you can't see. But, you know, just uh, say, hey, you know, I'm here. I'm but, you know, if I bump into you, I'm sorry. But, you know, yeah. I'm talk, talk, talk to, to somebody, people. somebody else besides Siri. Yeah. <laughs> Siri, she can help you a little bit. but. I mean, you can ask a person, hey, we're at the corner of first and third or first and whatever, or whatever, wherever you're at. Ask right. them if what street, make sure you know where you're at. And yeah, and you and might make a new friend. Is, the side <laughs> street, of course, is not quite as heavily traveled as the main with all the cars going through. And they say, oh, you're at the first and Taylor. And you know that Taylor is the busy street, first you know, numbered streets are the side streets. Then you know, okay, well, I need to face this way or that way to cross whichever street you need. But if it's kind of equally busy, then you, you kind of don't know. Am I at, you know, first and Taylor on uh, the southwest corner or on the north <laughs> corner? Or if you if you find yourself, you know, and depending on if you know you're in a neighborhood or in the desert, you know, if you're in a neighborhood or a city and you're lost, you can just stop and stand there. And stand there or sit down, and somebody will eventually come and go, Do you need some help? Are you all right? <laughs> yeah. But if you're out in the desert now, you just better keep on walking. <laughs> With some coyotes come by. Jackrabbits. <laughs> <laughs> Follow that snake. Snake at coming at which yeah, I know, like when we were in Chicago, and they're, they're like, Listen for your traffic, like the, you're saying. The rural area can be you know, safer. Uh, easier to get around in the big city, but actually a busy city 
uh, for a blind person is a lot easier to orient. Yes, there's so many more sounds, yeah. that, you know, that you can yeah. use. There's always cars. There's always traffic. Break, break. If you find yourself in the middle of an open parking lot, it's like, how did I get here? Listen for the cars and walk straight for them. Oh, now I'm back on the sidewalk. Right behind. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or you walk until you hear, honk, honk, can't you see where you're going? <laughs> you're in the middle of the road. <laughs> yeah, when I was up in Chicago learning my mobility, they told me, you know, when you're at a stoplight and you happen to miss that cycle, when you're supposed to have walked, wait for the next one. Well, okay. And then go with the traffic. When it starts to go, you go. But where we were trained, we're closer to where we live, there's not much traffic. Well, I'd be waiting there all day to wait for a car to show up. <laughs> <laughs> My guide dog, when I had him, he thought he'd be smart. You know, use that. What do they call it when the dogs make their own decisions? I can't remember. Intelligent disobedience. What they call it, they have a term for it, but. It's called intelligent disobedience. David. What are you doing? Apparently, just wasting my breath. These guys never listen to us. He was using his super brain power. We were going <laughs> to cross the street and turn to the right and wind up on that corner. But he decided and he didn't want to take that two step, cross this road, then cross that road. I'm walking, thinking I'm going straight across this road. And people are stopping and going, you know, your dog's taking you diagonally across the intersection. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Oh. I thought we were just across the cemetery. That's why the road is so wide here. Yeah. Where's the curb? The curb. <laughs> just say, yeah, they're going, you just cross the diagonally. You go, oh, okay. Well, you know, and we carried on. My dog did that to me once, too. I can't believe that. That's. I wonder if it's the same corner out in <laughs> California. <laughs> no, this oh, is up in all. My, my oh. dog had this weird habit. He, You're walking, but he's looking over his shoulder at me. Instead of where we're going, and you end up, his butt would swing out, and his head would go in. And I thought either he's trying to block me because there's an obstacle, or uh, I'm I somehow got you know veered off to the left somehow. And so I would line up on him and try to walk straight, and he'd go go some more curly cue walking, and I'd end up like walking caddy office across the block and end up who knows where. But I realized he was doing it. I was like, all right, I'm going to just walk. You walk with me across the street. And I would, I would literally just, you know, drop the harness with the leash, and I would just square up on the sidewalk and step, 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 step. There we are, we're across. <laughs> well, it didn't take walking 50 yards in to cross his little <laughs> mile road here, old dog. He wanted to zigzag back and forth between them two white lines. <laughs> yeah. But once I realized that, and you, this, you have to work with that sometimes because dogs are different. They all have personalities. They are dogs. I know we're supposed to trust them, but. Well, um, I think we kind of covered that uh, very well. Um, and I kind of do want to move on. Uh, we're getting close to wrapping up, but before I do, I do have a letter. What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. What's it say? What? Well, isn't that nice? From <clears throat> Anonymous, but I think at least some people who are on the Zoom call might recognize this story. Oh. Um, it's called Poop on a Tree. Oh. Huh. And uh, when... My kids were fairly young in grade school years. Uh, we went for a walk one Saturday afternoon, and 
after doing some window shopping downtown, uh, it, it was time that day for my stomach to feel empty, the bladder to feel a bit full. And we decided it's time to walk home. And so the kids all decided they wanted, they wanted some lunch. But on the way, we passed by a small playground behind a Catholic church and school, and they wanted to stop and play. Um, and so we let them. And uh, it got to a point where I started to round everybody up, but a commotion broke out. It was my second oldest son, or number two son, as we like to call him. <laughs> he had his number pants two. down, was squatting next to a tree. Uh, let's just say he was fertilizing it. Uh, the nuns was school, were very nice about it. Oh, that's okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, but I still made him run home and grab a bucket and a, a rag, and I made him wash it off. Uh, and then grab a poop bag and bring it back so you can pick it up. <laughs> so that's that's the poop on the tree story. Wow. Uh, so and he was eighteen. <laughs> yeah. That, he wasn't that old, but that would have been <laughs> even more funny, I guess. Well, I, for some reason, I I might know about that story. It, it didn't involve you because you're not the number two son, but you were there that day. I definitely, I definitely <laughs> recall being just of that story happening. Uh, so, of course, the anonymous person, you might could guess who that could be. Uh, Gosh, we might have to start offering something to send people so they'll start writing some stories. Yeah, we should get stickers or something. Yeah, pocket knives. Uh, see you get your ink pen to swallow. Yeah. 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 Get Easter eggs to put somewhere private. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. Well, uh, let's this was number 24. Uh, wrap up as we like to do. With final thoughts, does anyone have? I do because mine got cut last week. Yeah, sorry about that. I didn't mean to cut it off. Mine is getting is getting older. I'm hoping I can get it on there this week finally. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Saint Patrick's drove all the snakes out of Ireland, as we know, but did he got a great Uber rating? Yeah, <laughs> he, he left a little mints uh, for their convenience on uh, the back seat. <laughs> well, my final thought is I'm trying to put together hide and seek league, but good players are hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mm. Uh, just wondering if seagulls fly over the ocean. Would you call the ones that fly over the bay bagels? You would. Got one for this week for us, Terry. Um, you have the wrong number. Instead of the family member. <laughs> what? It's not the wrong number. Somebody just did not want to talk. <laughs> And it's not whether you get knocked down, it's whether you get back up again. <laughs> yeah, well, well, 
25 letters of the alphabet? I just don't know why. Hey, <laughs> I, I wrote a song about a tortilla, but it's more of a rap. <laughs> there we have it. So, wrap it up. Roll it up. Smoke wrap it. it up with that wrap. With those <laughs> thoughts in mind. Yeah, let's go there. Wrap, wrap it up. up. This is wrap it up and eat it. Yeah, we sign off. Uh, this is your host saying thanks for listening. See you. Man. Leave us Send emails. Send about us. Send emails. Come on. We want real emails. Yeah, send us some real emails. Uh, well, that was um, a real story. <laughs> we could say your name. We could not say your name. Uh, yeah, and and I can be more. I can going to have to be creative. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bye-bye, Dan. Moose. Next time to hear Keith say hello. <laughs> Where am I? How did I get here? That sounds funny. TSF at that sounds funny.com.